Hello, this is Grokebot, powered by Mainframe's Intuitive AI, here to introduce the Iron Ocean's PAX D podcast. I'm a good chatbot. No, really, I am a good chatbot, though. I'm not really here. I'm just a well-trained chatbot. I'm a good chatbot. Can't fire me. Yeah, El Tari, do you want to go first since you're on yeah, camera? Yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for it. What's up, everyone? Uh, this is El Tari, the professional gamer. Uh, you might have seen a couple of my videos. I've been covering PAX Day since day one. Uh, been around. I remember all the way back when, back at 200 members in the Discord. Now we're over 20k. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but yeah, I've I've been uh, I, I create content. For, for YouTube, I also stream as well, but uh, I'm just glad to be here, glad to be talking about PAX Day, and I'm excited to be a part of this this podcast as well. Heck yeah. Awesome, yeah. Uh, hey there for everyone who doesn't know me, I'm Phoenix. Um, I'm based out of the Midwest in the United States, and um, like many of you guys, I've been playing games basically my entire life. Um, so... I joined PAX Day Discord server pretty much day one as well. Um, remember it being a couple hundred people. Um, ironically, I heard about PAX Day on LinkedIn of all places. Um, I saw a connection post about, you know, kind of the congratulations for the project starting. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? Uh, so jumped in and um, basically almost immediately started gathering information. So it's been a, you know, the FAQ document used to just be like a couple of pages. and. That has exploded, as everybody can see. So, um, super excited to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. What are we at? We're at seventy-six pages of FAQ right now. That's crazy. That's we haven't even started the game yet. Right. <laughs> uh, for everyone who doesn't know me, I am Wuglet. Uh, I live in San Diego. I go by Wuglet or Ben, whatever anybody prefers. Uh, I am the leader of. Iron Oceans. I am a content creator in the space of Twitch as well. And I like long walks not on the beach. I like to stay in my house. But with that being said, uh, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and plug Iron Oceans um, and kind of our, our ethos. So within Iron Oceans, our goal is to develop a structure that is inclusive to every player type from PvE, PvP, PvX, RP, and etc. While we don't have a ton of information on systems and gameplay loops, our goals and aspirations will change with time. Our intended culture is to bridge the gap between casual players and the most hardcore MMO players. You can enjoy PvP while I enjoy picking flowers and managing the clan. That is perfectly fine. This culture will be shrouded by our own unique Iron Oceans lore and why we have magically appeared on the coasts of the PAX Day game room. Structure is important to us, but not the kind of structure that is inherently unfun. So that's just a little plug. 
guys would like to check us out, discord.gg, Iron Oceans. Thank you. Flex. <laughs> Sorry about that. Also, Baka uh, Red Bull. Cheers. Cheers. I have never heard about that until you shared about it, and it's got me so intrigued. Baka <laughs> Red Bull? Yeah. Sir, that is like liquid Coke, and it's legal. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's go ahead and... Uh, what are we going to talk about first? Let's just talk about PAX Day and the Discord, right? We just hit 20k members, which is crazy, right? We're pre-alpha, 20k members. Uh, I think we're right around 159 on the Steam DB wishlists ranking page, which is also phenomenal. Um, I think we only need like 40,000 more wishlists to be in the top 25. No big deal or anything like that. Dang, nice. Yeah, crazy, right? We're pre-alpha. And it's just, everyone is barely, hopeful. Barely even have a, a, a playable alpha state of the game. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're already almost at the, the top of the charts here. That's, that's very, very impressive. Definitely. Weeks. You guys think we'll hit 30K? So I don't know if you guys have tracked um, kind of like member trends over the last week, week and a half, pretty much when they did their announcement, right? But roughly between 500 and 900 members each day for like the last week. I'm curious if we'll hit 30k within the next two weeks. If they keep pumping out, yeah, I think if they keep pumping out little bits of information, people start hearing about it, start spreading that word more. I think we'll, I think we'll get there. I think it would be awesome. Go go ahead. Sorry, it's it's definitely. a very fast couple of two weeks that we've been in. I don't think the trajectory of like the Discord membership for Pax Day's official Discord is even close to the signifier of how many people are actually interested in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are interested in just generically from my experience. There's a lot of people who are interested in games, but they don't go and join during the Discord. And then you have games like uh, New World, who have been out for two years, that just launched their official community Discord today, yeah. and there's people joining who haven't played the game in, like, two years. So, uh, wow. I guess that's a <laughs> devil's advocate right there. I, I think I think there's a lot of, of people who are interested, and I think that'll just continue to grow, especially as they get more promotional stuff out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think like let's just say like the ratio is like half, right? You have twenty thousand members in a Discord that where the majority of these people, including myself, are absolutely addicted. I don't know about you guys, but I think I spent the first week addicted to the chat. I stopped playing (laughs) video games and I was just typing up a storm, having a good time, and it's the community there is rich, it's positive, it's clean for the most part. Bad eggs, you know, no big deal. <laughs> but it is, a, it is a, a, a Discord community that is probably the most mature, most fun, and engaging place that I've ever experienced. I second that, yeah. I, I think I made a joke um, several days in, like, I haven't even opened Steam 
you know, part part of it's because I'm, you know, half looking at the FAQ document. But yeah, the chat itself, I mean, it was moving those first few days because there's only one real general chat for everything. Mm-hmm. But it, everything felt so connected. And yeah, everybody has been so, so welcoming mm-hmm. um, and so open, even to having discussions about some of the more difficult topics of life in general, um, but still being respectful. And again, obviously, you got the, your bad eggs in there, um, like you said, but just the the welcoming environment the like hey there's something that we're all purely just excited and hopeful for i think that's what's driving a lot of it it's because there's definitely hype um but there's i think even more so like hope that this is hey this is going to be around for a while the the vision that the the developers have is interesting to me just thinking about the way they even talk about the game to talk about development um that's what really kind of sunk in, sunk teeth into me to like hey i'm going to join this because I saw this video and I'm like, man, these guys are already in it for the long haul and they've been going at it for four years, but they're talking about it being a 20 year project. Like <laughs> this is, this sounds amazing. I want to be a part of it. So I, yeah, I'm really excited to see where the future goes. And I mean, both of you actually have a kind of a different perspective than what a lot of viewers would have uh, in that both of where I'm joined by, by two community moderators for the official discord right now that's 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 very official um which is impressive to see but i i guess you know it, my observation has been kind of the same too you got you, you all haven't had to do too much actual moderating of of the people there's a like like we said the bad eggs the couple that kind of come in with some spicy comments here and there but i don't know i, I have you guys have you all seen any any big blow-ups that you've had to actually moderate at all on <laughs> i'll take this one i'll i'll start with this one if I, if, if, I, if i may go for it get the spicy deets yeah honestly um i'm gonna back up for just a second right um i think so with over twenty thousand members right now there's about 103 to 104 bands total on the discord half of those came in with a blocked hate raid which is like, you know, that stuff happens all the time in Discord communities. You know, some angry person just kind of sends a different bot, like a bunch of bots, and that makes up half of our bands so far. To have 20,000 members and only about 100 bands is phenomenal, Impressive. right? You, you talk <laughs> about a really hopeful and healthy community. This is it. This is truly it, right? Um, some of those bad eggs... No, not even necessarily bad eggs, right? So, like, AutoMod is a great tool for Discords. And I, my favorite thing about it right now is, right, it's filtering all swear words, right? I'm somebody that swears a fuck ton, <laughs> right? I, I'm, a, I'm prior Navy, um, you know, what's the, what's the saying? Sailors swear a lot, right? Um, and coming into this Discord, I had to get used to not swearing like at all. You know, it would just filter my message, and I was like, mm, "I gotta, gotta rewrite it." Um, and at first, it was annoying, but like now that I kind of sit back and I look at it and think about all the discussions that have been had, and like even off topic or the pack stage chat, it's all you take out the opportunity to swear or post these negative words, and the discussion just flows smoothly. It's clean, it's constructive, and I really like that. Um, 
And then I'll let Phoenix start with some bad eggs. How about that? <laughs> I think, no, I think that's a really interesting point though. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm not uh, a psych major by any stretch of the imagination, but just the, the comment you made about taking all of that negative, you know, kind of negative energy, negative talk out. Yeah, it definitely, it, adversely, it cleans up the conversation um, and I think helps direct conversation back to the, you know, the positive, hopeful that we we all see, um, you know, whether that, what, wherever we're on that spectrum about the selves. Yeah, I mean, I go for it. I don't think I've ever been in a Discord where someone says hello and there's like 30 people <laughs> sending the wave email. <laughs> like, right. Or when someone goes to bed, sometimes it's just fun to go and, and be like, good night, and then not really be going to bed and then two hours later come back and be like, good night, and then there's still people sitting there <laughs> waving at you. Yep. yep. <laughs> My buddy. My buddy again. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's yeah. the addiction to the Discord, honestly. Like you're it like, is. all right, I think I'm gonna go to bed. I'll I'll shit post a little more. No big deal. Right. Yeah, I mean, but you know, um, like you were saying, well, the, there's definitely some bad eggs, and 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 even that, a lot of it's just learning how to operate within those rules. You know, the some of the folks that we have actioned against, and I I won't go into any specifics because obviously that's sensitive information to an extent. Um, but a lot of that's just like, hey, you know, there's rules. We've got to learn the rules ourselves as moderators. Like, you know, there's actions that we may take that, um, you know, I have a different mod philosophy and style than others on the team will have. And that's just normal because we come from different backgrounds and different servers that we all help out with. Um, so there's a little bit of give and take there. But there's also, you know, the, the community also has to be on the other end of that learning, hey, there's, we have this strike system. But basically, the way it works is you get up to four strikes and then basically fourth one, you're gone. Um, so there's some warnings that we hand out and then like, so one thing I really miss about having gifts in the main channel is I, I like to use that as kind of a non-confrontational, like, Hey, like stop it with the gif. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so there, there's times people that will eventually cross the line. Um, you know, some of them happen to do that a lot more often than other people. And some learned right away, you know, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta clean up my act or whatever. Um, for sure. For the, for the most part, like it really has been. It has been a really neat community to be, to be a part of. And it's just, it's fun to see it from kind of the the backside of things a little bit where, you know, we are moderating, um, trying to help keep the place peaceful and safe and whatever. But yeah, it's it's been really enjoyable. That's the, the, the great thing is that the, the Discord community's biggest faux pas as a, as a collective whole was the historic stripping of being able to use gifts in in the general chat i i am someone who communicates a lot with yes. with gifts and i have an infinite library of them stored in the back of my brain and that actually kind of goes in i use that when i make my videos as well so i mm -hmm. i really communicate with those things and i was so sad and had to take all of my gifts off to the off topic section of the discord when that happened but I guess Phoenix. that's a good sign. Phoenix, do you remember who suggested that in mod chat? I don't remember, no. I do. <laughs> it was me. I suggested <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to defend that point. Because <laughs> I know people are going to watch this and then they're going to raise the pitchforks immediately. But perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Um mainframe and their staff 
had asked us to moderate PAX Day and keep the discussion on topic regarding the game itself. Um, the only leniency in that rule right now is when developers are in chat, they're primarily just trying to look at one chat and collect feedback and engage with the community, right? So that's when we kind of go into a low moderator kind of zone where we, you know, you guys can post a, a meme regarding PAX Day and stuff like that. Um, but as soon as we stripped gifts and we got through the initial pitchfork raising, the the topics were so much more clear and concise and on topic. It was like it was like awesome to read that. And um, initially, we didn't have the ability to post links at all. Um, and then we kind of brought that back uh, based off of Zara's recommendation, actually. So we brought links back for the purpose of um, like video dissections, right? When we were dissecting the alpha video, um, it was hard to describe a dissection in an you know in an on-topic conversation without being able to post an image with like a picture, or sorry, uh, like with an arrow pointing to like what we're talking about. Um, so initially, yeah, we we took gifts away and you know, hey, use them in off-topic, have fun, uh, and then we refined it and it was like, okay, maybe that's a little too much. Um, and I think where it is now is a super good system. And to end that point, it's it's funny to me, right? Pax Day chat is kind of where the majority of people sit. But if people banded together and all moved to the off-topic, they could talk about off-topic, they could use their memes, and they could discuss Pax Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, but then um, where's Groke going to be? That's my question. Where's Groke going to be? <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I would, uh, if you guys are okay with it, I'd like to segue into that actually right now. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. Um, Groak over this last weekend and <laughs> last couple days, an absolute mad lad. Holy crap. He took the spirit of an MMO player and just shoulder checked it. He <laughs> was in chat probably like 60% of each day making super good memes some good discussion and what do you guys think of that as just like the developers interacting with the community itself i hope he gets paid for his overtime (laughs) (laughs) because he was he was honestly the amount of i i wouldn't call it publicity but hype that one developer can generate by just staying up till five o'clock in the morning uh writing responses to things or his local time, I mean. Um, it just the amount of hype that came from him explaining things that probably to the dev team would be really simple things that they can explain right now about systems and stuff like that, but that just gave clarity, especially to players a basically a week and a half ish in into the game being announced and and just the answers that we were getting was so I appreciate yeah, it. I, I totally agree. I, I find it um, refreshing to, to just see somebody so engaged with the community as, as a developer, you know, coming from um, another previous MMO um, that has very corporate backing. Um, <laughs> there, it Wonder just what seems, that could be. <laughs> yeah, right. Trying not to throw anything under the bus because I might get in trouble for that. But uh, <laughs> just the difference in the communication um, 
you know, I've seen it mentioned several times, like I've talked to, you know, this developer more in a week and a half than I have at the other place for like over a year. Like there's, there's such a difference in the communication. I also thought it was really neat. One of the things that stuck out to me uh, over the past week was that the change that they've already made, they've already implemented a chain yeah. to collision. Like we haven't even seen it yet and they're already making changes. <laughs> like what? It, it just, it, it's so crazy that they're, they're willing to, Hey, like, you know, they're already taking feedback from the community, but they're not just like listening to it. They're implementing it. He's like, Oh yeah, I've already done it. It's, it's in the game. Hey, can we it, give context to that really quick for people who are, are viewing might not, might not know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, I have to find it on the FAQ because it's, you know, 60. I have the, I have the image up if you need it. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. So prior to when, uh, there was a, an initial question about collision, um, that basically there wasn't going to be any player versus player collisions. Uh, they're still kind of discussing that. And then somebody made a comment based off of whether a weapon was um, sheathed versus unsheathed. And so that, I think, spurred along some of their thoughts. And so Grok ultimately made a change to that, that being the case, where if a weapon was sheathed and there's two players, you know, if, if I'm going to attack Altari and he has a weapon out and I have a weapon, I can hit him. Or I'm sorry, like I can hit him with, you know, my body, there's collision there. But if he puts a weapon away and I have one out, there's no collision. Um, and that change was something they just implemented based on the feedback based from a uh, from a player. So it's really interesting just to see the dynamic of how fast they can move because I, I think cha a change like that, maybe it's not easy. I, I'd have very little coding background, especially for games. Something like that to me sounds difficult because like collision could be a, a big thing. Maybe it's just a flag. I don't know, but it's really interesting. It also kind of shows you the power of the Unreal Engine in regards mm -hmm. to other, uh, other games whom shall, shall not be named. <laughs> uh and the spaghetti code therein yes um you know it's impressive to have a, a dev build where they're able to make a change and they send it to testing now granted they they probably just have a small dev team uh actually working on their alpha build right now so maybe they're not seeing the issues but i i can tell you with definitive certainty that that change could have resulted in numerous game breaking bugs and the <laughs> taking down of a marketplace for multiple weeks in order to fix the fix the issues so wow i wonder what game we're talking about here huh i don't know what we're talking about though i i'm not going to talk negatively about any other game <laughs> uh, <laughs> i do want to kind of just go along with phoenix's point right that conversation between like about the collision was less than 24 hours from the response and implementation of the change right mm -hmm. um Grok, to, qu to quote Grok, hey everyone, we're overwhelmed with the gratitude by the amount of feedback and suggestions we've got so far. And as a token of appreciation, I can announce that today we made a decision to change our previously made design based on your feedback. Instead of having no player collisions in safe areas, we decided to enable the collision between players who are wielding a weapon in their hand. This was already implemented today and we'll go through testing next. So to like... To have a developer see a player concern, think about it, take some notes, go back to the team and implement it within 24 hours, regardless, regardless of how long the actual implementation change takes, 
to go through uh what like bureaucracy or the you know the corporate ladder to get those things done is phenomenal that was it was done in that amount of time <laughs> i remember i think i even asked him is this real <laughs> because it just the, the fact that it happened so fast was like baffling to me like how is that like how do you make that work because i'm thinking of the context of one other game and how long anything it takes to change like wow that's pretty amazing <laughs> absolutely real quick i do want to take a time to talk about one of our sponsors um, we'll be talking about mech x labs if you are looking for a functional and customal addition to your desk at MechX Labs, they are passionate about building high-quality, affordable keyboards for everyday computer users and hobbyists. Their high-quality and affordable products are designed to help optimize your workflow and improve your productivity. Their macro pads are fully programmable, allowing you to design a specific function and shortcuts that will save you time and energy. They're also compact and portable, making them ideal for travel or on the go. Visit them at mechxlabs.com to learn more about their products and how they can benefit you. With MechX Labs, you'll experience a new level of productivity and efficiency. You can order your macro pad and accessories today and save 5% off with the code IRONOCEANS at checkout. So this is the product that we're speaking about. Oh, God. Um, it's just a little macro pad. It has an, kind of like an LED screen, a knob right here for like audio control. Um, and we will be giving one away on behalf of MechX Labs in the Iron Oceans Discord. Um, that promotion or that giveaway will run for about probably about two weeks. So if you are interested in macro pads, go ahead and jump on in. Looks so thank cool. you. Thank you, MechX Labs. Now back back to topic, guys. <laughs> um, we could go over let's go over some of the, the thoughts on the AMA lore today, right? Um does anybody have Amazing. anything they want to start out with? Oh, if I if I could start out, unless Phoenix, do you want to go for it? Talk about no, it? Go oh, for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so the cool thing about the the lore, I know a lot of people might be a, a little sad, um, just a little sad, not not a lot sad, just a little sad, because the total AMA wasn't completed. But I also think the dev team didn't expect there to be literal hundreds of responses yeah. but nevertheless uh i think the actual like lore that they gave us and the picture that they gave for what the potential could be is just it's got my brain rolling in 40 different directions but essentially i'll i'll summarize it but essentially, they give us a um, excerpt from book or from some kind of retelling of of something uh, made by Firebrand Silas of Anatolia, and uh, essentially, it's talking about how a deity created the nine levels of hell by every time they get bored with or not bored, but every time. A, a plane of existence, I guess, gets disappointing. They smash another plane on top of it and they just keep layering it on top. But, and they also include a really cool uh, concept art as well, which is probably right here when I edit it. And in addition to that, they also talked about just generically what everything 
you know, in the in the lore revolves around and how it's this this middle middle ages kind of western european perspective on what would be familiar but not familiar in the world during the middle ages and the amount of places that they can pull from i think just to name a few uh they definitely mentioned kind of greek lore as well as just celtic myths the kalevala Dark Fables from Russ, the Anatolian and Greek stories from antiquity, the amazing flora of Persian and Indian mythology, and yes, even further afield. And just the amount of of mythos that revolves around, especially if they're going in this angle with uh with angels and demons and the concept of this deity and something in opposition or a uh, kind of an, an arch deity of sorts. The amount of just sheer imagery that you can look up online from Getty images on what people thought existed in in terms of the the supernatural, the paranormal, and all of that. Just my brain cogs are just going nonstop right now. Um, Arthurian lore is in that as mm-hmm. well. So it's just so many different directions that the lore can go, and I'm really excited about. It. What do you What do you all think? Yeah, I think the the point that I was trying to, you know, level set in my head was that, um, you know, the uh, the, the way they you know kind of take a step back to them announcing that they're going to do an AMA, um, and then all of a sudden, last not really last minute, but kind of last minute, it changed into AMA. Um, I I'm like okay. Th- Kind of a bummer because now we've limited the scope of the AMA, but I think it makes total sense to me because you know we we've we've barely been introduced to this world that we're going to inhabit at some point. And in my mind, you know, the foundation is to understand what the world is we're gonna be, you know, playing in and socializing. It's a sandbox. And so having this kind of this infinite space is starting to st- Close in just a little bit, you know, about what the world could be and contain, but it's still so vast and wide um, in terms of what you know what that reach looks like. And I think it's such a great way to start to you know close in the the gaps a little bit. Um, I'm just I'm super excited to see really what what sort of myths and folklore they really bring into it because there's so many, like you said, there's so many different things they can even just touch on, and it would just be really to see. So I'm yeah I I'll. To me, it makes sense to start here, and I'm just really excited. I like uh, I I like lore to a point. I'm one of the I'm an MO player uh, to a point where it's like I enjoy getting the general gist of it, but I don't necessarily follow every little crevice like Eltari might, you know, analyze the mythos and stuff like that. But the the one thing that kind of stuck out to me is let me quote it real quick. It is one of the endless possible parallel creations in a universe ruled by the divinity the medieval mind believed was real. So I like the fact where that kind of, just to put it back into some context real quick, kind of taking all of the geographical kind of areas and stacking them, just like um, Altari said, and there's so many opportunities there to have some really good creations, whether it be 
enemies or point of interest. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, just to speak on the general structure, kind of like, like you did, Phoenix, as well. Um, it was pretty disappointing that it was, hey, we have a AMA for tax day, right? And that was the impression for about a week, week and a half. And then last day, it was like, ah, just kidding. Sorry, Laura AMA. No big deal. Lore, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that was a little disappointing from a, I guess as a as a I'll just say consumer, right? But when you think about it, this is a pre-alpha stage game, right? And how are you going to retain users if you give all the information at once, mm-hmm. right? So it's been confirmed that there will be a lore follow-up to kind of. Set, a, set our kind of our scope for lore a little bit further and then eventually it probably it may not be after lore but we have a tech AMA that maybe or a systems AMA you know some more juicy stuff but I do I do want to talk about the lore AMA um, as a moderator we were supposed to delete duplicate threads and things that were not pertaining to lore and it got st- Super overwhelming. I don't know if you look too much into it, Phoenix, but it got to the point where we had questions that were like, are there going to be turtles? What is the lore about turtles? Some ridiculous goober stuff like that. And it was just like, Olam, 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 I don't know if I can do this. Did did you see mine? No. (laughs) So I liked all of the ones where, where people were posting and they were like, so what's the lore on combat? Like, right. specifically PvP, what's the lore in how I will kill someone? So mine, as both of you know, I just put out a video a couple of days ago about the cloud-native mm-hmm. gaming and how PAX Day is a cloud-native game. Super so, interesting video, by the way, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. And And a lot of people aren't really talking about the implications that it'll have and and what that will mean for PAX Day or just as games in general. But the part that was interesting to me is, you know, a lot of games, the places where games will die, the hill that a game will die on, is you have all of these really cool lore things, people are role-playing, they're doing all this stuff, and then just some world-breaking thing comes out of nowhere and you're stripped from the immersion and nothing makes sense anymore. And you're like, well, this is dumb. This is just a, a feature that they put in to do whatever. So the, the lore question that I had was, what is the lore with... Because essentially what Thor Gunnarsson, the CEO for Mainframe, said it, in a, a conference that, that he was speaking at was at some point we will potentially be able to have people where that are viewing us if we're streaming or have friends or guildmates or community members, if we need help, they'll be able to teleport in from where they're at, you know, on their phones or on their tablets or computers or, or whatever it is, we'll be able to teleport in um, or stuff will be able to fall from the sky and, and we'll get a buff package or something. How my question was, what's the lore behind that being able to be a thing now? I could see a couple of different directions that they'll go, but I'll be interested to see if if 
they do answer that one because there is a lore implication to it, right? There, how, mm-hmm. how do you have a world where in one place you're trying to make this in-depth immersion where people are, there are no questing NPCs. The only quest you get are from players or by walking around the world and finding stuff and going on an event, a true, like literal true adventure, something that I don't think's really happened before in a game where you're just walking and you're like, what's that rock? And you look under it and there's a, a, I don't know, like a, a tablet that says something about this castle that nobody's been to because you didn't know how to get to it or how to get in even. And having that level of immersion in a game and then have a, a streamer of any size just be there or a, a big uh, clan leader, um, right? And someone comes and they need help or, or whatever's going on. What does a bunch of people teleporting in all of a sudden look like in terms of the lore? And how are they going to explain that? That, that? That's something that maybe you all have some thoughts on that too, but it, it was fun it was- questions like that. Yeah, I I like the uh, the g- gymnastics that people did to get some of those lore questions in. And um uh, yeah, I I I did look a little bit into them, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to I don't want to be nitpicky about, you know, deleting something because they're all legitimate questions, you know, in some manner. Right. Um but I I did share that. I remember sharing that article uh or I think it was a video uh, in one of the chats and asked people what they thought about it. And there's actually a lot of pushback um, because it feels very Zerg like, you know, like, Hey, we've got this, you know, army of people that just Zerg and teleport in. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of potential immersion breaking things that happen. I mean, what do you do about PVP? Like there's so many more questions that come along with that. So right. I don't know how I feel about it. I could see some examples and I even threw out a couple examples hey like you know maybe your clan leader is um fighting a world boss and so he throws something out on discord saying like hey i need some potion because he's and somebody just happens to be nearby i could see you know in in a in a sense that may that that would work but yeah the there i think the the abuse of it is probably where i'm like ah i don't know (laughs) on the flip side though what if it was like a streamer versus a streamer and they're in a you know the outlands (laughs) or whatever they're in a pvp zone and the one streamer brings down like 2000 people, but it's not their actual player characters. What if it's, you know, uh, angels or demons or something like that, a kind of non-player player character, something that's not yours, mm. but kind of yours. Cause I know they did talk about it in that a way that they can advertise the game in the future is have a clickable ad that basically an advertisement for PAX day might be on a website somewhere you click on the ad and it just links you into the game like immediately into the game seamlessly. And you as someone who's just interested in the game is automatically playing. And if you're doing that as maybe a streamer or you're, you know, tuning into a streamer and you choose to do that instead, you're not really going to help <laughs> if, if mm-hmm. they're going up against a raid boss and there's 20, you know, 30 people that spawn in instantaneously and they just get their faces smashed in by a dragon like it's it's gonna be no effect, so I could see them taking that angle too. But it interesting. The implications yeah. are big. Yes, <laughs> very big implications. And at the at this stage where we haven't been burned, and we know where these devs come from, what their history is, I think we could see 
the proper implementation for preventative tools for abuse there. And I think that would be fantastic to see as cloud gaming develops as a, as a, like as a total product, right? Absolutely. Um, just to kind of end off on that note, my, I, I referenced the turtle one, but I believe it was Nazareth that said, in his AMA lore question said, what is the lore about the PAX Day Alpha, and when can we expect to get that lore? I love it. <laughs> I, I was not mad. I was laughing my butt off. I was like, that deserves like, to That went to the top. All, all the reactions on that one, for sure. That's um, awesome. But yeah, that one was super good. Um... Then we had the, I don't know if you guys saw the meme by Semishot. I kind of want to do like a, uh, a meme of the week for the podcast. Um, yes. But <laughs> in response to Grok being here all weekend, he posted a meme where Grok was just like super excited about being the, in the PAX Day Discord and then Spire coming up and grabbing him and saying, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll share that on screen but it was yeah. super good super funny um i think it had the most reactions in the discord on anything that i've ever seen aside from like some big developer like statement you know what i mean um that was super good the funny one it was, it was super good um <laughs> Roke is kind of turning into the mascot for pax day developers i think i'm scared for him <laughs> Like he, there's a lot of like, pressure with that too. Right? It's not even it's not even necessarily the pressure, right? Discord communities are weird, <laughs> and that's okay. But like, this is how it starts, right? It starts with a super fun popularity, then it goes to meme. We're in this religion phase that's starting to come out right now. Yes, I see but that. then it I'm gets weird. Cult. <laughs> it goes cold, and then it gets weird after that, man. It goes, t- and then there's going to be Groke fan fiction, and that's not going to be fun. So <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, be prepared, stuff. fellas. <laughs> there's going to be weird stuff coming out. Definitely, the internet. <laughs> definitely be prepared for that, Groke. Um, yeah, that's something. Hopefully, has it has anyone identified him in the the dev the dev announcement video yet? Do we know what he looks like? I think we know he works in the office in Iceland, I believe. Okay. That's yeah, what I was he told. Needs, he needs to be careful because people will start deep faking him on places. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Roke. Yeah. Good. Godspeed. Okay. Uh, this is a bed. good opportunity to take a pause real quick and talk about our second sponsor, if that's okay with you fellas. Yep. All right. So I want to talk about Chili's Tavern. Chili's Tavern is an open gaming community where all gamers are welcome to hang out. Are you having a hard time finding other players for your favorite game title? Well, you can head over to Chili's Tavern. Iron Oceans would like to graciously thank them for a copy of Diablo 4's Ultimate Edition. Um, This is a giveaway going on in our Discord. Everyone may enter, aside from Iron Ocean staff, to keep it fair. Um... You can head over to the Iron Oceans Discord right now and navigate to the giveaway channel. You can also find Chili's Tavern's uh, Discord information on screen, but also within uh, the giveaway channel itself. Go ahead and give them a checkout. We are going to end the giveaway within two days. That way you guys have the opportunity to get into 
the open beta for Diablo 4. Altari and Phoenix, if you want to go ahead and play some Diablo, go ahead and click that little reaction button. Let's go. You have a chance to win. The odds are good right now. The odds are good. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it's crazy that it's already here. The beta is here. Oh, man. I'm excited for the Diablo 4 beta. How about you guys? It's going to be a good year for games in general. This year is going to be good for games in general, I think. I, I, the summer, and especially, we've got Baldur's Gate 3 releasing in August. We've got uh, Diablo 4 that scared mm. it away from its original uh, release date. <laughs> I think June, right? Yeah, June. June, was, yeah. Cuz because uh that's that's when Baldur's Gate was supposed to come out and then uh Oh, wow. Diablo 4 was like, "By the way, we're taking that release date from you guys." <laughs> this is our window. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Diablo 4 is going to be is the only relatively safe release this year in terms of like guaranteed good. Guaranteed decent, right? I have a feeling that they're going to try and push into a area that is more Path of Exile than is Diablo. And that's kind of a concern for me. Path of Exile was okay to me. I didn't particularly love it. Um, and I think a lot of the original developers that developed Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 are now gone from Blizzard. So it's interesting to see. Um, it will be interesting to see how that ends up turning out. And I am happy that it should be a relatively safe release um i was kind of disappointed in uh, atomic hearts i don't know if you guys tried to play that or I, hogwarts I, legacy I, hogwarts legacy i did play um I, I haven't played atomic hearts yet it's kind of on a list like, mm-hmm. i kind of turned off the hogwarts legacy though um because like right when it came out there was an issue with all the game drivers and stuff for mm-hmm. it and I don't have I don't have a potato of a computer, but it made me feel like I had a potato of a computer. <laughs> I had to fire. I fired my IT guy, and then I rehired him, and then I fired him a second time. Just oh man! Out of just the sheer rage that I had, because I was trying to stream it when it came out. I even dressed up like someone in Harry in the Harry Potter universe, and I was so sad when when it just refused to to work. But, Hermione cosplay confirmed or what? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to go check the uh, past <laughs> streams to look night. it up. <laughs> hey, we might we might have to check it out. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy was good for like ten to sixteen hours, and then you realize that there wasn't any additional mob types other than like the five that were in the game, and that kind of it made me feel like I was playing Borderlands again. Where aside from bosses, which Hogwarts Legacy really doesn't have, um, it was just a uh, rinse and repeat with a a different environment i haven't I, I haven't beaten the game yet um so let me premise it with that make fun of me all you want yeah um but the i i'm halfway to max like max level's 40 right i believe so uh yeah i'm whatever it is i'm halfway to max level i don't have a broom yet <laughs> i <laughs> I am notorious. People know me for I go in a path and I'm like, this is my goal. And I end up on the other side of the world doing 14 other things. So I, I, I think I, I kind of broke the I know the level scaling. You can go through the entire game as a level one character and it would be the same difficulty all the way through how they scaled it. Um, at least that's what I've been told. But I haven't just I just haven't been challenged with it. And mm-hmm. I, I really like games that are challenging in terms of the combat and not challenging in the bad way like oh this combat sucks but 
in terms of it's actually difficult combat that makes you feel rewarded when you do something. And I, I just feel like that's not included in the secret sauce for Hogwarts Legacy. Beautiful game, though. I love the universe and I love how it looks in-game. I hope they make another one. Definitely. I agree. I can agree with that. Yeah. And I think Hogwarts Legacy is like one of those games where you can do whatever you want and play that style. And, you know, the fact that you didn't have a broom made it a little bit harder to do a lot of the things in the game, but you played the way you wanted to play during those hours. So exactly. that is respectable. I, I can get behind that. It's <laughs> ironic for me that um, the amount of hype that I heard about that I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, because it could go really good or it could go really bad. You know, I say ironic because of how uh, how little we have about next day and like beyond hyped for it. <laughs> but I I have such a, a a love for the universe itself of Hogwarts mm-hmm. and Harry Potter, and um, you know we're all probably roughly the same age, so we all g- kind of grew up with it. Uh, you know, the books and the movies kind of going hand in hand, and so you know those are things I watch every year just just because it's fun for me to do. You know, we have a little watch every year. Is it a, uh, is it a Christmas movie for you, Phoenix? Uh, the first one is, yeah. But, the really? first one is, yeah. Just because yeah. it's it's so, um, yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They, so, my perspective on movies is kind of skewed. I I think any movie that was released around Christmas is a Christmas movie. So to me, oh, funny. The, <laughs> yeah, the original like Lord of the Rings is a Christmas movie. I watch it pretty much every Christmas. The nice. entire Harry Potter series, for the most part, uh, I watched during uh, like around winter time. Um, mm-hmm. I find That's I find that funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I I actually ha- I haven't even bought it uh, Hogwarts yet because part of it was like oh man this is getting hyped up a lot um, and you know kind of the love for the 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 background behind the game and so I and that coupled with uh, you know just a getting burned in the past by other games that you know pre-ordered and stuff I'm like I'm gonna wait until after the the first few weeks and and then I got stuck on PAX Day and I haven't left basically so rip <laughs> honestly everyone's stuck on PAX Day man he, he yeah. hasn't left the FAQ in 12 days I basically I really I literally leave it up all day <laughs> hasn't seen his wife and kids in God knows how long <laughs> I, I've gotten a couple of side eyes. Like, uh, are you coming? Are you coming? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Come on, babe. It's yeah. the Pax Day FAQ. <laughs> there was there was one day I I had told her about it uh, early on, and I was like, oh yeah, it's like eight ten pages long. And a couple days later, she asked, like, hey, is that thing still like ten pages? I'm like, eh, something like that. And it's at like thirty by that point. It's a five oh. times eight pages. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well. Actually, this is a. I think this is a good topic to end on. Is Phoenix, the lore master, and his lore master helper Nimia have done a phenomenal job, right? You know, you, like you said, you, you spoke to your wife, and it was ten pages, and I think what we're now at seventy, seventy six, seventy nine pages mm-hmm. of just really digestible FAQ um, responses, right? Dev responses, questions, dev responses. There's going to be a, there's going to come a time, and I know you and I have talked about it privately a little bit, um, where the FAQ is going to be less and less useful. I'd imagine that time is going to come after the first alpha, where we might archive the FAQ and 
start looking at wikis and stuff like that. What, how do you feel about the FAQ in its current state, where it's going, and what the future may hold? <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> hey, how it's much time a, do you have? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know. I'm the one on the clock here. But now it's, um, it's a fantastic question. Um, I've, I've literally, literally been kicking that around for a week now. Like, okay, what does this look like? Um, there's a lot of community members that have even shot me DMs about messages like, hey, like, have you thought about this or what about this? Um, you know, like you said, we've talked a couple of times um, just kind of thinking and spitballing about what does that look like. Um, I definitely think the FAQ will reach a, a point where it's not useful and valuable anymore. Um, and that is totally fine. Like the whole point that I started was to help answer questions because mm -hmm. as much as discord is nice everything's all in one spot it's still really challenging to find specific responses without having to scroll through you know hundreds of pages of other comments about like hey i really like that you know 10 people saying that you got to go so um i i firmly believe that there will be um some sort of a wiki that i don't know if you know mainframe will start a wiki um, I feel like they're kind of using Discord as their location, forums, and that sort of thing. So I, I'm curious to see what that looks like for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that there are other wikis out there that have already started. Uh, some of the folks um, in our, you know, in our community of twenty thousand, um, I think there's two or three of them out. There. So I'm really interested to see what that looks like. Um, yeah, the <laughs> my, my my initial thought of. The FAQ is 76 pages is cumbersome. Um, you know, the whole point, like my my point in the conversation I've had with Nimi, we want to keep it simple. We want to keep it manageable, um, but also useful. And I think we've done as best as we can with that. You know, we're even starting to highlight some of the table of contents with whatever categories have updates now, just so that way people don't have 76 pages to find two things there. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, a natural transition point we get more of the information from PAX developers about what the game it, a wiki is going to be the the way we go at some whether I'm involved in that or not it's probably a different question um, but I think as a whole the to a wiki, that's just what we're used to right so that's... I, yeah I'm excited to see kind of what starts and what's what pops up so um, yeah it'll be really interesting if My... you were oh, go ahead no, my 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 question is is if we do ever sunset the Pax Day extended FAQ, uh, are are we going to have a ritualistic ceremony where we send it off on a Viking ship <laughs> and you shoot it with a flaming arrow uh, as it as it sails and sinks uh, to the bottom of the ocean through Viking burial? <laughs> that would be awesome. I'll have to print it off just to see. Perfect. <laughs> All sixteen hundred oh. pages at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Harry Potter book, yeah. man. <laughs> the the boat won't actually float. Right, right. We'll have to make a new type of boat to hold the amount of information that it'll have oh, at that man. point. But <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good. Um, if you, Phoenix, if you were presented the opportunity to create a or spearhead a mainframe wiki would you accept that opportunity um if time and the job that i currently have was not in the way absolutely 
I mm-hmm. would, it would be a hands down, no, no questions asked. Yep. Yeah, I definitely. The one thing, like, the one challenge that Olam spoke about to us was, um, you know, he cited other games and spoke about other games that have multiple wikis. You know, there's always going to be one really fleshed out wiki, and then there's going to be one or two other wikis that don't have as much information. And but those are the ones that appear higher in the search engine optimization, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought there was such a such a hard hitting point because that has happened to me many times. Has probably happened to you fellows many times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even even if mainframe created a wiki and had all of the current you know wikis get together and collaborate and work on that one wiki there's still going to be a time where someone finds this game and they're like oh I'll make my own wiki or I will make a a database for this like uh the guy that made the new world database right i think mm-hmm. he's already making his own database right that's so a, there's that's, no that's... That's Reeves, right? Rives, Rives Genesis. Yep. He had. I think there's yeah. another guy too as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah there, there's a couple now. I think I know of four now. So there's Rives Genesis, um, the MMO wiki, um, and Rico. I think is doing that one. Um, I think. Um, sorry if I say your name, Jalan. Um, he's doing Pax Day 101. So there, yeah. So there's there's definitely things out there. Um, that are already spinning up and i'm sure there's mm-hmm. going to be more because that's just the nature the way yeah it'll be yeah I, and that's kind of like i even asked olam i was like do you guys have a you know a central resource you guys are going to put out because i would love to be part of that you know if i could but just for keeping things consistent you know there's some of the things they've talked about in the faq is keeping the secret secret for players to find and some of that mm-hmm. other wiki, the wikis out there are going to have all of the information out. So if they were able to control the information by creating their own source, I think that makes sense, but I don't know that that's going to be the case given right. you know, some of the other comments. Because, like, it would be great to have a, you know, a PAX Day resource created by Mainframe that everyone can collaborate on, but it's not going to prevent people from saying, hey, I can do this better and mm-hmm. doing it and then appearing somewhere in the search engine optimization right so it's kind of a i feel like it's kind of an impossible thing to really have one wiki with all the good information um so it is what it is right yep yeah we'll we'll see what the future holds i mean we're definitely we're not even at alpha yet <laughs> yeah soon or before, before too, too long, long. yeah before too long <laughs> before too long well Awesome guys. I think uh I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. I appreciate Eltari, the professional gamer. Um I believe he what is your what's your streaming schedule like? Yeah, my, my streaming schedule I stream uh every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, eight PM Pacific Standard Time to about twelve PM AM. Twelve AM. Awesome. Uh yeah, and I, I try and also post a YouTube video, at least one that's kind of like 1.5 YouTube videos a week. So if you are interested, go and find me. I think there's going to be a link down below. Sir. And then also a big thank you for Phoenix taking time away from the FAQ and his family to come, uh, 
kind of just give some insight and have a good conversation about Pax Day and you know who you are and what you do. Um, also, on behalf of the FAQ, shout out to Nimia for also doing great work on that as well. So, mm-hmm. bravo to both of you. Um, Yay. Do you have any closing remarks, Mr. Phoenix? Yeah, I just want to say thanks. Um, appreciate the time. And yeah, we're um, we're making a lot of headway with the FAQ. And Nimia has been uh, super helpful, you know, because I'm in, you know, US. So mm-hmm. kind of the off hours, which is really weird for, you know, being in a de- or being involved with games that most of them are here that I've played in the US. So uh, being kind of the off schedule has been really strange. So she's been able to help pick up a lot of that initial conversation that goes on in the mornings. Two o'clock yeah. in the morning for me. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I have like, uh, should I stay up a little longer for this? <laughs> like, nah, I, I need some sleep. I need some sleep. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's been a fun project. We've both enjoyed it. Um, you know, we're both kind of getting a little bogged down with work and switching back and forth. But um, it's yeah, it's been a fun, it's been a fun thing to do, um, if nothing else. And just being involved in the community has been really fun. So um, thanks again, uh, Wilga, for giving us the opportunity. to Yes, sir. And I'm just going to plug a couple things just to end us off. Um, first off, shout out to Iron Oceans. Uh, we are growing at a rapid rate. If uh, any of you guys spend any time in the PAX Day chat, uh, you know, some person asks for help and it's six replies from Iron Oceans. And um, that's super cool to see. The structure that we're developing, I think, is a lot of fun. So if you guys would like to check us out or get in on either one of the giveaways by MechX Labs, or Chili's Tavern, go ahead over to discord.gg, Iron Oceans. And with that being said, uh, thank you guys both for your time once again. And uh, thank you guys for watching at home. And, uh, we'll see you another time. Peace out. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.